Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained, PSU.com's premier podcast, only podcast, but yeah, uh, where we discuss all things related to Sony's gaming brand and sometimes, often, beyond. I am your host, Neil Bolt, uh, writer for PSU and Bloody Disgusting and Game Boy, among other things. Uh, I am joined by the ever-present streamer and podcaster extraordinaire, Ben Shillabir Hall. Thank I you, do. Podcast a lot because I'm a giant whore. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> now, now, let's not get hasty. It's not just a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way of life. Uh, uh, how are you great. doing? Uh, yeah, not bad. Busy week, but uh, got through it all right. Just like, yeah, feel like you're going to tap out at the end of it. Like, I've had enough. My neck was like killing me because I was sitting on a sofa with a laptop slightly below me, my uh-huh. eye line. So you're straining your neck very <laughs> See, yeah. uh, so that's why I finally got a new chair. I got this about last year because every yeah. time I did the podcast, I recorded or did party chat. I had like my uh, mic to the left of me, so anytime I was chatting to people, I had to lean over. All right, yeah. So I, I got right. sick of my back aching after about a couple of hours of playing. So yeah, I like. I said once the weekend came and it's like I just I went and used the table and so it's yeah. sitting in the proper position. But yeah, before that, I thought, oh, all I'm going to get for the end of this week as, as a reward is uh, just paralyzed <laughs> from the neck down from just sitting at a weird angle. But yeah, it, it was quickly fine, so it's all right. Um, yeah, well, you're not the only one here anyway, Ben. Um, no, we're also. Not. We are also joined by a man who's managed to escape from a cult. It is uh, Gary Bagdasarov. Yes, here I am. Still alive. Still alive. <laughs> For now. For now. And rounding us out is the, the king of euphemisms and hashtags and memes. It is uh, Tim Newhoons. That's quite a hierarchy I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a CV of debauchery, I suppose. A... And it rhymed. That's all it needed. <laughs> and how are you, my man? I'm making it. You're making, making it. it, yeah. That's it. Good, I good. ain't the love for my friend. What? I don't know, man. You just have a little sensor. It's all right. It's perfectly fine. Okay, um, this week... We are talking about Gary. Well, actually, about what Gary went and did. No, no, about Gary. <laughs> about <So> Gary. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel the industry is moving right now? Uh, backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like a wrong bowel movement. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So you're saying that life pulled the unlucky loot box? What was that? So you're saying life pulled an unlucky loot box? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. <coughs> Gary went to go and see and play Far Cry 5, uh, which is, of course... I sure did. Yeah, which is uh, obviously the latest Far Cry set in America, of all places. You know, no more way more batshit exotic right now than America. So it's... Uh, Perfectly in keeping with the series tradition of going to strange places full of nutcases. Um, so, hashtag. hashtag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, 
obviously it follows a lot of the same plot beats in the sense of, you know, you have one spearhead of some organisation that is a bit eccentric, mad, etc, etc, and you're basically fucking up its plans. Uh, in an open world setting where you can hunt and be stealthy and whatever, whatever, whatever. Gary. Yes. How was the Far Cry 5? It was enjoyable. I really enjoyed it more so than I did the past Far Cry games. Um, <clears throat> I think it's because of the actual setting and the themes of the game. So you are a rookie deputy who has just been brought onto the force and your first job is to go and arrest uh, Joseph Seed who is pretty much the leader of a cult in Hope County, Montana Hope County is fictional so it's not a real place yeah. Montana is though huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you the sheriff and one US Marshal uh, go into this compound um, to arrest Joseph Seed because a video leaked online of some people who visited the the county and uh, recorded footage of Joseph Seed's cult, pretty much forcing people under go- uh, under you know firearms and torturing them into joining their cult. Uh, and this video leaked online, and that's how people found out what was going on in Hope County. <clears throat> so you go in, just the three of you, I might add, to arrest this guy. And That sounds like it's going to go well straight away. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't go well at all, as you can imagine. Um, but the character of Joseph Seed is probably one of the best characters that Far Cry has had uh, from the little that I saw of him already. Um he is very charismatic and he in a way sounds a lot like Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln commercials. <laughs> if you've ever seen those. <laughs> it could be more cultish. Uh, that would be. Yeah. So if you watch those commercials, you'd be like, damn, he's convincing me to buy a Lincoln. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it is. <laughs> and the actor who plays him, I believe his name is Derek Bike. Burke, I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Did you um, get to meet him? Yes, I did. I got to meet him. I got to interview him. Uh, Stay tuned for those for that interview to go live sometime. Um, I did get to meet him. I was a little confused whether he was still in character when I interviewed him or if he was talking the way he normally does. (laughs) Uh, He was a very spiritual guy, so. but it was fun meeting him. He kind of flew in on a helicopter. They flew him in, and he stands up on like this type of podium thing and um, starts giving his speech about his cult, and it's called Eden's Gate, um, and how everybody's there to join him, and there's nothing they can do to get away from it. So it was kind of terrifying, but also pretty good. Um, but yeah, so as you can imagine, things go wrong. Um the cult attacks you uh, as you're trying to take him and all hell breaks loose and no, you kind we're of talking about the game again right no this is this is happening in real life oh, i'm well. surprised that got out so yeah but <laughs> no no yeah the game the game but 
Oh, where was I? Real life. Real life. <laughs> the cult was attacking some people. Yeah, and then you kind of find out that the cult is spread farther than you originally thought, and it's actually spread to the sheriff's department and um, outside even farther than that. That's why the U.S. government hasn't fully sent in an entire force to take down Eden's Gate. Um, so it's definitely spread out a lot farther than what was originally thought. Um, and it's still, even though the videos have leaked, it's still kind of a secret of what's going on in in this place. But, yeah, very much enjoyed the setting. Like I said, Joseph Seed, I think, is a very compelling character. I hope he stays around uh, throughout most of the game, unlike a character like Voss, for example, from 3, where he was promoted to be the main villain and then halfway through, he wasn't. Yeah, in um, fairness, who do you remember after all of this? Yeah. It, it, yeah, not the main villain, but he was the, the source of much of it, which was... Uh, yeah, he, he was pushed really hard by Ubisoft. He was on the freaking cover of the game. Mm. So. But yeah, this one, Hope County, a uh, very beautiful landscape. It's kind of like a fallish setting, so there's a lot of brownish golden colors in, huh. in the wilderness, so it looks really nice. Um the thing that kind of bothered me, and I know it's kind of like a, in a Far Cry type of thing that that, that franchise does, where like the opening sequence was so serious and actually and a little bit terrifying. Um, and then like one of the first missions you can do in the game, or that we were able to do, was go rescue a bear car called Cheeseburger. <laughs> um, and the reason he's called Cheeseburger is because he used to eat a lot of cheeseburgers, he loved them, and he got diabetes, so he's no longer allowed to eat them anymore. So he's strictly on a fish diet now, and he's been captured by the cult, and you rescue him, and then you go fishing with him. That was fun. <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a departure from a serious opening. That's that for sounds sure. perfect to me. I, I want this game even more now. <laughs> yeah, um, and you can get him as a comrade. Uh, there's a lot of comrades you can get. Uh, Boomer the dog is also a comrade. Uh, you've probably seen him in past videos. Um, and the comrades just kind of follow you around. You can tell them to go in and do whatever you want. Um, it was quite fun. At one point, I one of the guys who was at the event sent his comrade into a an outpost, and he just like killed everybody there without sounding an alarm. So it's like, oh, I don't even need to play the game. They can do it for me. But yeah, uh, co-op was fun. I got to play a little bit of co-op. I don't know exactly if it's drop-in or drop-out because they kind of had it already set up for us to do co-op. We've heard it's supposed to be uh, (laughs) a drop-in, drop-out sort of situation. Yeah, but I guess one of the things that we noticed is if you come into my game, for example... All the progress we make doesn't cross over into your game. Yeah, so you yeah. don't have to do all that stuff all over again, which is a shame, in in my opinion. But That's uh, normal, though, isn't it? I mean, if, if you're doing the same missions at the same time, I think it should cross oh, yeah, over into your I mean, game. There are a lot of games that don't do that, right? Like You have to go yeah. in and do it for somebody else and then have them come in and do it for you. That uh, seems pretty complicated. 
place. Yeah, like, like, like Monster game. Hunter in a way is like that. All the self games, yeah. But you yeah. still get progress growth with Monster Hunter. You still complete your quests if you're on somebody else's mission. Huh. Well, huh. I don't know. It, we, we never really got to see the end of co-op because they kind of just like, okay, co-op session's over, time to move on. <laughs> and they just switch it over to a new game mode. But um, yeah, the game, once again, has a silent protagonist. Um, your character doesn't talk, uh, but it's fully customizable. So you can make your own character, male, female, change the hair styles, whatever you want, outfits. Oh, um, you've sold me on the game now. Yeah, that's all I needed. <laughs> that, that's all I needed. Customizable character? Yeah, I love customizable <laughs> characters who come up. Yeah, I don't know how big it's going to be. Like we were we were given a good amount of options, but I'm hoping there will be more. I think there is probably like twelve or thirteen different hairstyles you can choose from. Um so it was it was pretty good. Uh, of course you can also buy more costumes in shops and stuff like that. Um, clearly there's going to be specific costumes based on other uh, games from Ubisoft's universe. Yeah, they um, like doing that. <coughs> yeah, we, we we kind of encountered some from the shop that we couldn't buy, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, um, what do you guys want to know about Far Cry 5? I'll answer whatever questions you guys have. I see on a mechanical level, is it, it very much the same sort of thing we've been used to in previous games, you know, obviously the same, you know, outposts here, do this, that, and the other. In a way, yes. Uh, there are no more watchtowers, though. Uh, the way you get information about the world now is by rescuing uh, civilians captured by the cult. Um, oh. So you rescue them and they give you a piece of information, but they don't have all the information. So you get like a piece of the puzzle and then you got to rescue more people to get the whole story of, of what's of, of like the locations in the area, like yeah, there's monuments to destroy, um, weapon caches to find and sabotage to kind of destroy the cult's influence in the area. So you have like an influence bar, and the more you, um, what's it called, remove the cult from a certain region, that influence changes to the resistance that's resisting against the cult in. Hope County right now. So you get like a meter that, that fills up, tells you how good you're doing. Alright. Um, I was going to say, um, the map, uh, I, did you get a look at it, see how big the world is? Yes. The world is huge. Um, I think uh, compared to Far Cry 3, I think it's twice the size of Far Cry 3. Is it anything on par with, say, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, which has a very, very big map? I haven't looked at the Assassin's Creed Origins map, so I can't say for sure. Okay. Um, Would you but... say it's Montana? <laughs> Montana? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty massive. Um, I, I do have video, so I, you can see some of it, but um, it, it is going to take you a long time to get through everything in, in that world. Um, I believe it can take you maybe if you're in a helicopter in the game, it will take you about f- seven minutes maybe to go from one end of the map to the other one. Okay. Of real time time. So it, it is really huge. Um, it's definitely bigger than I thought it was going to be. So did you get to do a bit of the air travel stuff? 
I didn't get to fly myself, but I was a passenger. Um, from what I understood uh, during the co-op session, the flying the helicopter is actually very simple and easy. It wasn't too hard. Um, and like the helicopters do have mounted machine guns and stuff like that. So nice. um, they, it did seem pretty simple. The guy who was flying was doing it with Imagine ease. Imagine if they had mounted bears. <laughs> mounted bears. <laughs> <laughs> Got it up there. Yeah, but like a lot of the stuff returns, like you, you still have to manually heal yourself. Mm. Um, you catch on fire, and you gotta like tap the button to put out the fire from from your body. Um, you can carry uh, up to two weapons of each type, so like two heavy weapons, two you know medium weapons, and yeah, two like, type weapons. Yeah, sounds kind of like with. Um... Assassin's Creed Origins again, where they sort of limited you to certain things whilst giving you more freedom to use what you've got. That's mm-hmm. which, yeah, it was a major positive for that game. So, oh, ten, you know, as much as everything seems to bleed from one game into the next with Ubisoft's uh, open world, that does sound like that's come through then, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, another thing I really liked is the world seems to be a little more alive this time. Mm. Um, like you, uh, at one point we ran into a cougar hunting elk, which was pretty cool. Um, and then we kind of interrupted its kill and it kind of took off running. We chased it for a little bit. Um, wolves will hunt in packs. Um, we got attacked by some wolves as well. Uh, bears, uh, kind of are everywhere. Uh, so I think they're kind of going to limit that once the final game comes out. Um, but yeah, wildlife is plentiful. Uh, you hear a lot of birds, a lot of wildlife uh, in the wilderness. So they, they really paid a, a good amount of attention to to making the world seem a little more realistic this time around when you're out. Yeah, which, which, because I think that's a big thing for Far Cry is, it involves, is to have you know, a very alive world because... You know, it's always prided itself on having wildlife, this, that, and the other, and it being like a star of the show almost. But like I said, there is in previous games there was that slight thing about it, it didn't quite feel right. But I think even again, Assassin's Creed Origins, they started getting that right, you know, and having wildlife around that could just was an organic part of the world almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're gonna. Say I was gonna that. say. I was gonna say. If anyone else has uh, any questions on the Far Cry? Not really. I've been trying to keep myself. I don't know. I've not really looked into it much. Hmm. Though I do recommend. I do find it nice that um, they're remastering Far Cry Three for the PS4, and if you purchase the season pass of Far Far Cry Five, <coughs> you actually get Far Cry Three included in the season pass. Ooh. Yeah. Which is nice until you realise that those, that co-op from that game is garbage. <laughs> it doesn't have any online features anyway. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> All the online really features for Far Cry 3 have been scrapped. Oh, yeah. That, that's great because some of the worst trophy memories of my entire life come from that game. And trying to get a game online <laughs> just <laughs> because they're so <laughs> set up for it. It's just awful. <laughs> I have to commend Ubisoft on one thing as they've gone forward is that they've at least thought of that side of things very much in the time since Far Cry 3. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I might get it. 
when is it out again? Do we know? End of the March month. 20- yeah. Yeah. End of March. So. Uh, what was I was going to say? Yeah, you were um, saying about having a very serious tone to begin with and then sort of going a slightly goofy, you know, with mm-hmm. saving a bear. Obviously, the um, main spiel of the story is this whole, it's kind of like America right now sort of thing. Um, but then, of course, I've seen a lot of things say, you know, it, it takes that on to a degree, but doesn't really have any bite to it. Uh, what would you say from what you've seen so far? Do, do you think it really sort of, digs hard at that sort of thing um it's hard to really say for sure i think uh when during the interviews i had they they talked about how you know once the the trailers and and the story details came out how people started to kind of freak out a little about it um they said clearly it, it obviously like affected them but it's not something that they were really I guess focusing on because the story and ideas of it started way before all the all the stuff that's been happening lately really came to pass. So they like I, I I'm I'm not sure if they will admit to changing anything from the obvious attacks that they've gotten from people and all the criticism and the pushback. Um but from what they've said, uh, it has affected some members of the development team, but it hasn't really changed their stance on where the game is mm. is going to go. Um, to me, it still feels like a Far Cry game, just in a different setting. Like They said that they've w- always wanted to do a game in America, but they didn't really know how to do it simply because most of America is populated with big cities. Um that's why they kind of went with the cult thing. Um, and it, it really kind of went from there for them. Uh, for me, I never really noticed that big of a... a, a like, like <clears throat> I said, I don't feel like the game is trying to push an agenda one way or another. I think it's a game that they just wanted to make and they kind of stuck to their guns without letting real-world stuff really affect where the development is going with it. Yeah, I, I think the only other thing on that is just, I think obviously you mentioned about people being forced into the cult. Almost it's like, do you see that in the way that cult members are in oh, any way where, so far, where, that they uh, seem hesitant at all to have to fight? Uh, in the game, mm. well, yeah, in the game, uh, like a lot of people are against the cult, uh, yeah. and pretty much the way they do it is they they had like I think they went through four different occult experts uh, to kind of help them build this you know cult uh, in in the most realistic way that they can, and the yeah. way that that Joseph C does it is he kind of uses some weird psychedelic drug to kind of loosen a lot of the senses. Uh, so he like drowns them in water first that's like uh-huh. filled with these chemicals and then it makes them super lucid and then he starts you know talking to them convincing them how shitty the world is and how it's going to destroy itself and hope county is the only way that they can start like, he's building bunkers all over hope county so when the world kills itself they will survive mm. essentially 
He's not necessarily building a cult to go to war. He's building a cult to survive the apocalypse that he believes is going to happen. Mm. Um, and one of the things that's really cool is he's preparing for there to be resistance against this cult. Clearly, uh, people will try to attack him. And one of the cool things that they really talk about in the story, at least, is like you going in to arrest him was the first thing. Well, well not the first thing. It was the one thing he was waiting for to finally have a reason to act on whatever it is their plan is. Like they haven't revealed what the major plan that he's planning to do is. Mm. Um, but essentially he'd been waiting and waiting. He didn't want to make the first move. And the United States government essentially made the first move against him. And that's what he was waiting for. Um, but what his end game goal is, um, it's still unknown to me. So uh, yeah. uh, I mean, that, that's good. In a way you want to have that sort of hanging to actually play in the game fully. So yeah, yeah and it's not just him. He he does have his own immediate family. He has two brothers and a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much their info like they own, they pretty much control parts of Hope County. So you kind of have to liberate those counties before you actually really get to him. Um, Climb the towers! (laughs) There's only one tower in the game. It was the first tower you climbed and you were told, don't worry, I'm not going to make you do this all over the county. (laughs) Yay. When they make fun of their own stuff, then you know they've been listening to people. Yeah, I mean, I I have to say in recent times they've done decent iterations of that. You know, it's like um, Ghost Recon it had towers but they were never a part of, it. Um, of the unveiling of the map it was basically go past wherever and you'll unveil it and and then Assassin's Creed Origin where it's like yeah you had towers you climbed to sort of but you could see the map anyway once you were around it it's just that it would show you extra things but then the climbs were always really fun so yeah I, I like that they've addressed that whole tower thing you know and made it either an in-joke or, or done it differently but um yeah uh, yeah far cry 5 does sound like it? it's uh shaping up nicely in terms of a far cry game i, I think the one thing that does concern me is that it's trying to have this message of showing this cult thing and how well effectively it will do that you know it's um yeah. Sorry, aspect, the, yeah. the actor's name was greg burke Bur- Bur- right yes Yes, sorry. Brick. I think sorry. sorry, Greg Brick or Reich. Yes, he's uh he's been a few of the Saw films, if I remember rightly. So it's a brick house that he lives in? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, works. <laughs> uh, dear, dear, dear. So, yeah, that's, that's, it's good to hear that. You know, it is taking on a lot of what Ubisoft have done well with the more recent games. So, and uh, yeah, he's weird. You know, we it used to be an in joke about you know Ubisoft games just taking you know being the same game but in a different way slightly each time. But it really is kind of like that because so much of each of these games is in in the next one. Like I think of the co-op as you describe it, it's Ghost Recon, and then you know. Tell about the way the wildlife work. It sounds like Assassin's Creed Origins, and it 
I suppose it's a good way to learn, you know, a good way to sort of keep experiment with things and add to it game to game to game. Just obviously when you see the same um, alert meters for every single game, it's because <laughs> um, literally Ghost Recon, Assassin's Creed and uh, Far Cry all have the same enemy alert meters, uh, you know, where they have that little weird bow shape that comes up and uh, sort of fills until someone sees you. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, go on, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, there, there's a lot of small details that I really appreciated in that game. Oh, um, yeah. One of my favorite ones is like, so the one of the co-op missions I did, I was supposed to go hunt down the psychopath who burns people alive and sometimes he kind of feeds like parents to their children without telling them. He's really messed up. But, um, I I was able to use a bow and arrow uh, in this mission, and one of the cool things is like when you hit an enemy with a bow and arrow, like I hit this guy in the chest, and like he grabbed the arrow and he tried to pull it out, wow. um, and it was like the small, and it happened again when I hit the guy in the knee or in the leg at least, he like grabbed it and he tried to pull it out and he got wounded. Um, small things like that were really cool to see. Um, but one of the things that really bothered me, and I hope they they kind of work on it, is like you can wound enemies, and what happens when you wound them is like this icon will appear in their location where they are, telling you that they're wounded, and like this timer, like this this like stamina bar will kind of take down until they die. Okay. Um, and it pretty much allows like the enemy AI to go in and revive their teammates. Um. So in a way, it was nice to use to kind of lure enemies to them. But the problem came when I had wounded like seven enemies and all I saw were like icons covering my entire screen <laughs> of wounded dudes. And I was like, I really hope they kind of work on that because it really takes away from the immersion. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a problem with Ubisoft games in the past. Everything's happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, I noticed. How <laughs> control your excitement? Um, yeah, and like the, some of the companions you have too is really cool because like when you go to do missions, if you have a certain companion with you, the people will recognize that companion, and you'll get like kind of like a little sub story between them. Awesome. Uh, like a lot of people know Cheeseburger. Um, so they're like, oh, you help Cheeseburger, that's so nice, I have fish for you here. And same thing with Boomer as well, so a lot of small details like that where people will recognize the characters in the world um, that are helping each other, and yeah. I thought that was really cool to see. Um, yeah, it, sounds, it does sound like the, the bigger, better version of what it was in a lot of ways already. Which, to be honest, is what it needed. As I, I felt with uh, Far Cry Four, especially, it was just a. It felt a bit tired in a lot of ways, after especially coming after three, you know, and how nuts that game was. <laughs> yeah, but, and uh, I can say, um, yeah, psychedelic trips are going to be part of the game. Again, yeah. so they return again. Yeah, I mean that again. Yeah, that's sort of a staple. So yeah, that, that's. Uh, Definitely good to hear on that. Yeah, I I can't talk about it, but I can say that they will be in the. Yeah. I did get to experience some of it. It was mentally insane, but fun. So 
and I got to experience with somebody else during co-op. So, <laughs> I suppose final question I've got on this is um, obviously Far Cry is the best thing that usually happens at a Far Cry is just emergent gameplay. You know, just you'll be doing something and something else will happen unexpectedly while you're in the middle of doing something, and it's just like it's a walk all the moment you can go and talk with people about it and go, Oh, when I was playing this, this, and I, I was just trying to drive here and then out of nowhere, this bear was fighting this or whatever. And uh, did you, did you see any of that sort of stuff in your time with it? I did. Um, I wasn't able to capture it because they hadn't started recording my footage, but pretty much what happened is I went, I started on the road with my companion mm-hmm. and we, there's just this dude driving by on his van so I took his van and he's like, well, this stuff happens. I was like, okay, I guess it does. <laughs> People just steal your car. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this happened to me again. <laughs> so I get in his car and as we're driving, a cougar just runs in front of the car. And instead of hitting it like an idiot, I swerved out of the way, went <laughs> off the cliff. The car exploded and I died with my companion in the car. <laughs> <laughs> At least that cougar is safe. Uh, I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> there's a part where we saw uh, a couple guys riding an ATV, and we wanted those ATVs because we didn't want to run where we were going. Mm. So we kind of shook because we didn't know if they were part of the cult or if they were just regular civilians. So we shot to kind of scare them off. Turns out they were cult members, so they started shooting at us, mm. and then just out of nowhere, this bear just goes in and starts mauling the hell out of them. Just came out of nowhere. It was great. And then my teammate decided to, in order to get rid of the bear, instead of like killing it like a normal person, pulled out a rocket launcher and just blew up the ATVs, killing the bear with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but there, there, there's definitely moments where random stuff will happen. Um, you'll see in one of the videos that are gonna that's going to go up soon. Um I we were hunting down uh, the guy who's burning people alive. I always forget his name, which really bothers me. But um, I'm fighting and I melee punch this guy. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, some dude falls from the sky on fire, lands right in front of me, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" There's like a helicopter blowing up. Another helicopter comes in uh, to try to defend uh, the outpost, and we're, I'm just I'm super confused of what's happening. Um, <laughs> I take out my bow and arrow. I pop the dude in the face, uh, the 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 boss that we we're supposed to kill with my bow and arrow right in the face. I don't even know if I killed him. Apparently, I did. Um, but yeah, there's definitely parts of the game where random stuff will happen, um, and I'm really excited to see those things. Um, I hope it's well. No, it, it, a lot of it was pretty, the bear thing was definitely awesome because we were at a severe disadvantage because we had close range weapons and they're like shooting at us with Uzis yeah. and stuff. And then here comes this bear out of nowhere, just mauling away. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, that was fun. Cool. So yeah, um, obviously your your hands on impressions on PSU as we speak, and the videos are going up shortly after yes. and- this goes up. So. There is going to be another hands-on coming up on Tuesday. Um, I can't talk about this one, but should be good. Well, actually, I can. It's going to be about multiplayer and about arcade mode. Ooh. That's all I can say. 
So okay, so yeah, look forward to that on Tuesday. Excellent. So yes, that that concludes this as a part of the podcast. That was our main feature. Thank you, Gary, for that one. Thank you. Would it be okay if I ask a question? I feel like this is just me being thick or un you know unknowledgeable about the game, but I'd like to ask one question if I may. Go for it. Okay. And this is I'm I'm pretty sure this is gonna be common knowledge because I'm gonna feel like an idiot. Even thinking about it makes me feel like an idiot. <laughs> but um every trailer I see either has like one side or the other with this conflict going on. So are you part of this like insurgent team or are you part of a group that's being converted or is it end up being both? No, uh, you're part of the, I guess the resistance against the cult is what you are. Um, so when all shit breaks loose, um, the the sheriff kind of vanishes. We don't know what happens to the sheriff, but the U.S. Marshal gets captured and you get rescued by this old guy who's kind of been watching the cult for a very long time. And he's kind of been preparing for this kind of war that's to come with the cult. So he rescues you and he kind of tells you, hey, you got to start. You're like you can't make any outside contact because everything is kind of jammed up and you don't know who you can trust outside the county now um so you pretty much have to build a resistance from within hope county and rescue the people that are still resisting the cult and kind of fight with them against joseph seed and what he's doing okay so when you say you get rescued does that mean that you end up getting almost indoctrinated by this whole process too no, no, no. It's during this huge, massive chase sequence where you're being chased by the cult as you're trying to get away from them. Yeah, because they're trying to capture you so you don't get out and inform the correct authorities, I guess you can say. So. Okay. okay. What? Oh, that's just funny. You say correct authorities. I don't know. It just sounded funny yeah, Because like, there's a part in the scene where he gets on the helicopter's microphone, Joseph Seed, and he's like, everything's fine here. And then you hear the responder who's supposed to be working with the sheriff pretty much acknowledge that she calls him the father. That's what they call him. And anybody who's part of the cult call him the father. So he pretty much tells us, oh, she has been working with the cult this whole time. Um, and she probably warned them that we were coming because he kind of knew that we were coming as well. That's convenient. Yeah. So it's one of those things like how far has the cult spread at this point? Um, like it was cool. Like one of the first sequences, we're flying in on the helicopter, and he literally has a giant statue of himself in this county. Like it's it's like one of, it's like that Jesus statue in Brazil that's overlooking <laughs> the whole city. <laughs> yeah, it's that huge, and I'm like, I can't wait for that thing to go down at the end of the game or during a mission because you know it's going to. <laughs> But yeah. he's fucking on one arm. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, That's good. Uh, hokey. In, in over the, yeah, a hokey over the top way, which is far cry, to be honest. So it's, uh, yeah. Hopefully done. Does that, does that help to answer your question, Tim? Yeah, perfectly. Thank you. No, it's funny because, like, you say, like, you're going to run into a lot of people who are against the cult, but are completely against your views. <laughs> Fences. <laughs> yeah, like oh, we ran into a guy named Hank 
and he's a hardcore Republican. Um, With a name like Hank, more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> and his son. And there are parts where there's a, 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 a lot of racism in the dialogue. A lot of racism. Um, he even makes fun of the Obamas a lot. and But he's also against the cult. So you're like... I need your help, but I don't want your help. You suck. <laughs> but he is against the cult. So it, it, there, there's going to be some characters you run into that you're like, well, shit, what do I do now? <laughs> so the enemy of your enemy is still a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Sounds about right, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it just... <laughs> And they say it has nothing to do with modern times. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, let's uh, move on then. Uh, predictions League. Da, 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 da. Only three of us last week uh, to do Moss. And uh, Moss is, of course, the PSVR game, which I think we'll talk to you about in a bit, Tim. Because Yay! In a bit. Um, it currently sits on 84. Uh, Tim, you had guessed 80, so you were a bit out. Uh, I said 82, slightly out. But, uh, ben, you won again. 85. Did I get dead on? No, point out. Oh, I'll take that, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that means uh, myself at the bottom still. Uh, Gary and Alfonso and Tim on two, and Ben out on five now. Yes. Yes. We got to play on two somehow. He's been, he's been playing dumb. <laughs> I am the leaders. Uh, this week we are doing Scribblenauts Showdown, which is out on Tuesday. You you wouldn't know it, but uh, it is very much going out. Wait, is that how I ruined that? I might have to put my name down. Um, it's not. We've asked for it, but uh, huh. as we don't know yet. It's a, our, our dear boss has been stuck in another country all week, so <laughs> thanks to weather conditions. Uh, so, yeah, so that is out next week. Um, ben, as you are the correct guessy from last week. 78. 78 for the Ben. What about the Tim? Well, considering I know very little about Scribble Knots, I think I have plenty enough to say about that game because I'm an expert. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to default with 69. 69 is the <laughs> score of choice. Good choice. Uh, nice. I will say probably somewhere 80. Um, you Garrett. bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. I think you just cue it so that when he says something, you just start screaming. <laughs> it's not even Gary. He's just got recordings set up for us. <laughs> he just presses a button. Yeah. The Gary soundboard. I hate this game as number two. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, yeah, so Gary. Number three. Did somebody guess 79 already? No. Nice. 78, 80, and 69. Nice. 75. 75. Excellent. I love Scribble Knot, so. Yeah. But they've never yeah. been high end games, so. They're yeah, fun. I don't remember any of them actually getting a high score. Ever. Oh, the DC one did. That was fun. I think, yeah, but they were, by default, mostly on Nintendo stuff. Yeah. So, 
people were like, they gave it a pass because it's on a Nintendo machine. Because everything gets a pass on a Nintendo machine, it seems. <laughs> like, uh, I noticed that with um, a few games that re-released on there recently. It's like, people are like, oh, I've never played this game before. It's amazing now. It's like, this is a game that got like averages of seven, eight. Uh, but it's amazing now, guys. Amazing. So yes, uh, there was that. Uh, in other news, of course, last week we did Chili's Clueless Wrestling Predictions Season yes. 2 opener, in which the Elimination Chamber chamber, chamber was uh, on the line. Um, in the kickoff show, it was uh, Gallows and Anderson against the Miz uh, Ben and Tim both said Gallows and Anderson. I s- and, oh, so did I. There you go. So we all did. Uh, I think we won that one together. So... <laughs> <laughs> we all said it. I don't know if we won or not. Maybe, possibly. Maybe, possibly. Yes, we got a point each because uh, we, we all got that right. Uh, next up uh, was the Raw Tag Team Championship: Bar versus Titus Worldwide. Ben said Titus Worldwide. Tim and myself said the Bar. The Bar won two one to me. Uh, bar. Book and Matt Hardy against Bray Wyatt. Um, I think yes. Uh, Ben, you won this one because you yes. won this match. So, uh, whereas we did not. This um, is following Neil. This is what I get. <laughs> yeah, you should follow me for some reason. Well, yes. well, now you say that because the next match is Asuka versus Nia, Nia Jax. And uh, I went with Asuka and you both went with Nia Jax. So 3-2 uh, to me. That was no, no, because, uh, of course, Asuka won. Um, you, Gary. You bastard! Ronda Rousey, of course, then signed her raw contract, <laughs> and neither Kanye nor Donald Trump turned up. So I'm sorry, guys, no bonus points there. Uh, but Ronda Rousey did put Triple H for a table, so yeah, there was that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she didn't point as many signs this time. Um, right. Then it was the women's championship in the elimination chamber. Um, Ben went for Mickey James. She did not win. Oh. Uh, myself and Tim went for Alexa Bliss. Me because of our just pure bias. And uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss won. So. Oh, I'm shocked. Bias as well, because ignorance is bliss. And I say that every time. Alexa <laughs> Bliss. Oh. So there's pure ignorance there. Uh, and I don't know, Gary, promo after that match, did you see it? Of course I saw it. It was yeah. great. Basically, Alexa just played the whole teary-eyed, oh, this is not <laughs> That we managed to have this match for the first time with women in it and like that, and then she just flipped the script and played the bitch card, and it was just brilliant. Yes, mm. nice. exactly why I vote for her every damn time. Uh, then we went into the final match of the night, uh, the men's elimination chamber, where uh, Ben said Elias would walk out champion, uh, champion contender, I'd just say. Um, as did Tim. You were both wrong. It was preordained in the stars that Roman Reigns would win, and he did indeed win. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So, the end result was five points to me, two points to Ben. I will take um, two points. And a snort from Tim. That wasn't me. Who <laughs> so, was that? Then? You didn't even give me points. A little me, don't give me points. Ah. You're not, a, not an official contender, so oh. that's why. Sorry. That's the way it goes. Next time I'm just going to... That's John the way Cena. the cookie crumbles. The crumble cookies. Cookie crumbles. The crumble cookies. Uh, cookie crumbles. Tell you what, Tim. What we can reward you with is time. 
time to talk about a game we were just talking about not long ago, Moss, which you, you oh, played Oh, thank a God. Of. I thought you were going to say Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were rewarding him, not punishing him with the worst sin he could possibly imagine. <laughs> Can't. Wait, why, why is that the worst thing? What, I don't know. Metal what? Gear Survive? Talking about it? Oh, Survive. Yeah. When you said Metal Gear, I'm just like, Metal Gear in general. I'm like, okay, no, I can do this. No, I'm talking Survive. I can I, do this. <laughs> I can do this. I feel great. Yeah, I'll take a shot at it. <laughs> and just like that, the tables have turned. <laughs> so, yes, you've uh, been playing Moss. Um, JP, of course, reviewed it for us uh, earlier this week and gave it a hefty 9.5, saying it's one of the best PSVR games out there, basically, as well. How do you feel about it so far, Tim? In your time with it, make that argument. I would make that argument. And while it has a few flaws, and I've only been playing a couple hours, it has a few flaws that have showed themselves. But that game is so goddamn charming, all around. Oh my god! Um, uh, I don't. I remember reading his review, and he said that Quill could be PlayStation's newest mascot. And I mean, as much as I like that, I think it would need a little bit more than a VR game. To really be in that niche, yeah, but very few people, it, relatively speaking, have VR like, compared to a PS4. Oh, I gotta tell you though, like I, um, uh, just because of a lot of reasons, this last week I was looking at my VR headset, which I had disconnected because I just got a 4K TV and didn't want to reduce my resolution because of my <laughs> shittier HDMI cord that goes from my. Uh, VR box to my TV but I did and the whole time I was thinking about this I went man why can't this just be a regular game like a regular PlayStation 4 game so I put on the thing realized that I don't have the USB plugged in pissed and moaned for a little bit and plug that in put it on and load up the game and like everything kind of just opens up into this humongous open library and I'm just spinning around because libraries are pretty much the reason I live and then I look down and there's this book and I open the book and it starts telling me this story about Moss and things like that and all the circumstances leading up to the point where she is introduced. And within the it's first couple moments, yeah. Is it it's called, also a it's called Quill, isn't it? I think. Yeah. The mouse, it's yeah. Quill. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Quill. In those first moments, like when she comes onto screen, you see this hawk flies over, fly over and she hides. But where she hides is where this, like, quote, like, key to power is. And she finds it. And that key to power ends up being a resonating medium between Quill and you. Like, you are the power that she needs. Like, you are the entity, like, this all-powerful being. Like, you're basically indicated as God. And she looks up at you. And it's this heartwarming moment where you and this avatar are connected. And it was it was in that where all those USB and the stupid resolution things, I could completely lost all that. And I was just totally taken in by this game within the moments of just this. And it was such a cool thing. And I went, there is absolutely no reason how this game could be anything but a VR game. <laughs> <laughs> that sensation right there. Excellent. That was good. Awesome. I like that, uh, like you said, the whole God-style way of doing things. That's, uh, that's 
what made Tearaway quite endearing, I found as well. It's just on the Vita, especially where you had that whole, hey, you're the god, you're basically helping this guy out. Or go, and it's like, it, yeah, it's a nice way to sort of do games sometimes. Just a, a little meta for you. But uh, yeah, so it's. Very oh, man. <laughs> I, was, I was excited for this game, right? I was excited for this game, like just for a lot of reasons, but yeah. in playing it, I don't even remember why I was excited for it beforehand. Like, cause there's all of these other different reasons that I'm excited for this game. Yeah. It really takes on its identity, like its own identity. And it's very cool. It ends up following a lot of similarities with other games and things, but it, it, it also expresses a sense of size really, really well. Like when the first, especially in the first couple zones, cause you know, you go, you start basically from left to right or right mm-hmm. to left kind of depending where you're going, but you know, it's basically like a side scroller. And you oh, enter a zone, and you navigate Quill around, and you know help her by physically moving things for her, um, you know, doing things to help her get the thing, you know, finding all the collectibles and traversing puzzles and things like that. Gary, I was able to do the puzzles. Thank you very much. But anyway. <laughs> well, it's moving an object that shouldn't be hard. You're asking, Gary. It's like you have to put two pictures together, or push a button twice. A button playing. <laughs> a button twice. I'm really you think so highly of Gary. <laughs> this is why I'm joining your community. Woohoo! <laughs> um, but, but it ends up. Yeah, what was, I forgot. I totally forgot myself. My own tangent. I hate you, Gary. This is your fault. You're talking about puzzles. Uh, oh God! <laughs> oh God! You're, don't, don't play puzzles. Um, but, but yeah, you end up going like. Right, and it pains off into the next section. Uh, but in these sections, there it is. But in these sections, what's so cool, especially in these early ones, is like I mentioned the size thing. But you, that you're walking around. You, like the first big thing that really, you know, you have trees and things like that. And, you know, that's whatever. You know, kind sure. of You see these rusted weapons along the way, and like the first glimpse is of this axe, and it's on the right side of the screen. You know, you start on the left, and you kind of just come about, come across it, and you go, "Well, what the hell is this thing?" Why is this here? It's you know, it's just like it would be like a regular axe to a mouse, so it's big. Mm. And you go into the next screen, you see a bunch of swords shoved into the ground, and then it kind of goes off into the ocean, or not ocean, you know, a body of water among trees. And there's just a bunch of swords in the ground. It's, you know, it looks like a, a warrior's graveyard. It kind of starts to you know up the ante on what's going on. You see warrior helmets here and there, and things like that. And there's even one scene where you're crossing a, you know, going across this little stick to, you know, go over water. And I ended up going into this little thing to try to find the secret. Um, I can't remember exactly what they are, but it's one of the collectibles. And I went off onto this little ledge to grab it. And the moment I came out of it, this, I hadn't even noticed it, but there was this deer in the background and it's huge. And it lifted up its head and looked at me like, Oh shit. (laughs) I thought it was just like trees or whatever. I wasn't paying attention. So it lifted its head up and I freaked out. But then Quill looked up at it, and it looked down at Quill, and Quill just waved at it. <laughs> and there are just little touches like that in her animations. They have so many of those animations, just very, so, very relative to little moments, and it's very cool. So is the world built to her size, then? Like, is everything massive uh, to her because she's a little mouse? Well, yeah, but, you know, they a lot of the stuff is built, you know, for her as well because, you know, you have this this town of mice that live there so you have a lot of things that are size 
but no, once but, you're outside well, of that, mention, you know, with like the deer, like the deer is regular size, how a deer yeah. should be, and she's like super small to it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, things like that would be the same. But there are also like structures that are built to you know the size or the scale that you'd expect from for a mouse. So like some things you'd be walking through and they're you know for you, and then other times you'd be going through and it's you know massive bunch of trees and a bunch of crazy things going on. Yeah. So you get a really big sense of scale throughout the whole time, and that also has a nice effect to it too. Splendid. Does sound good. It's one of those things that does sound like something you have to play in VR to really appreciate it as yep. well. Just, just don't, what you really need out of anything VR based is that for it to sound like it, it suits the medium perfectly. Oh, yeah, they definitely took advantage of it. And as I got along. Uh, it, when, you know, when she like when she's going behind things, you get a little like sprite image of her that comes through, so you can see where she is at all times. You know, she never oh. goes off. But another advantage of the VR is that you can literally get up and look around and see get different perspectives of the map. Oh, like you can jump. You, I, I was a point where I wasn't really sure what was going on behind these things because this thing kind of gets extravagant and a little bit intricate. So I stood up and I literally. Almost, I probably almost hit my TV, but I was able to go in and see behind like three different layers of what oh. I was looking at. Yeah. So they really took advantage of the VR thing, and I, I would even recommend playing this game standing just because of that. Which is, yeah, that's, that's saying something. That's uh, very cool. Excellent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, anything else that you've played in recent times that sort of pops out to you that you want to talk about? Uh, Gary, should I waste their time and talk about 12? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we have seen you uh, raging ever so slightly at, at Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> oh, God. Raging slightly? <laughs> only you could have been there, a fly on the wall. Gary was a fly on the wall during a couple of my rages, actually. Um, <laughs> but I'm finally platinum that game because I've had this long running goal of platinuming every available Final Fantasy platinum. Which is, and I only have, I think, three left now. Yeah, not good for your health, that one. That's a... But, I mean, I, I, you know, getting platinums generally, oh, I won't take too much time, but I'm going to say this. Getting platinums generally, especially with longer games and, you know, RPGs, they can be frustrating, right? They'd be kind of grindy, oh. whatever. You, know, you just kind of know it's par for the course. But some of the shit at the end of 12 is so bull. I can't even handle it. You, you put all this time and effort into your character, right? And you, you, you max out everything you have and you find the best weapons and you put all this time into making sure that you have the best theory done and find the entire map on, uh, unlocked and do all this shit. And you get to the final fight, the final fight in Trials, which is what they added in from the, the, Zodiac, the Zodiac system, job system. I can't remember what the name of it is. The original Japanese version of the game. But they added in the trials thing. And that final fight is so broken compared to how the game should be now. Because, you know, way back when we had it, originally the game was just like, you can put points, you can put well, license points. the original Japanese, it was the re-release of the Japanese version. Because they always have, like, the international version. Is it a re-release? I don't, I'm not they, sure. They but... normally release yeah. the game and yeah, then they re-release it as an international sort of. Once the European okay. and North American version comes out, they re-release in Japan as like the 
international, even though we don't get the content. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with the version that we saw originally, we could pretty much just put license points into like a billion things and be super overpowered. Even though there was no variety in your characters, all of them were gods. Right. But in this one, you can only do like two isolated license boards. So you only have a, a peak of your stats and your abilities and things like that. So you can only go so far. In that. And I get that there's a challenge in them. Right. But if you're going to be giving us boss fights that were meant for those God mode characters that we had back then, go to hell. <laughs> and the only way to beat that fight, from what I understand, if anybody else can do that fight organically, you're way better than I am. But the only way that I was able to figure out how to do that fight. One of them was from Gary, which is just using this item that does a ton of damage to them over and over and over until they're dead. Yeah. And the other one is cheesing it by using this, um, this summon that does this massive amount of damage each time you use it. And you just have to cheese it because you basically make it so that your, your summon, Zeromus, only has one HP and use its special ability which does five times the amount of damage it's missing, amount of health it's missing. So it's like 180,000 damage to each one of the five characters. Cheese it! Cheese it. Yeah, you have to super cheese it, because they're always throwing elixirs on each other, and they have an infinite amount of them, I guess. And every one of them does super crazy damage and combos. And bullshit. Bullshit. Long and short, that platinum was bullshit, because the last of it ruined everything I enjoyed beforehand. But I'm done. Uh, totally done with that game. Now. I wish you didn't have to fight Ruby and Omega uh, Weapon at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. I'm looking forward to that. Mega Weapon. <laughs> seven! I haven't played Seven yet. I need to do that. I've never played Seven before. You should play it. So I'm excited. No, I plan on I also plan on dating Barrett. That's like my first goal. <laughs> Go for that, Barrett. <laughs> yes that's about it excellent cool um <clears throat> ben anything fresh in the recent times well i've been playing the yakuza kawamis oh yes you entered the world of yakuza which is yeah. uh it's how have you been finding that i keep getting distracted by everything i was like okay i'll play it like so i streamed it last night i thought oh yeah i'll play it some we lost someone. Okay. I'm sorry. Who that? I lost a nail. The Yakuza was so powerful it killed nail. It's what you get for messing with the Yakuza. <laughs> anyway, I played some Yakuza's. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it's as hype as I seem, people seem to think it is, but... I've definitely enjoyed my playthrough so far. How's that? What do you mean? I don't know. I, I guess because I haven't really done much story, but I've just been doing mini games. But I hate the fact that every time I go around the corner, someone will try and fight me. Or every time <laughs> I'm in a cutscene, they want to fight me. Yeah, that's I mean, about right. Yes, I like fighting, and this game want, needs action, but... It's like, I, I know it's, it's old games, so I don't care if I spoil it or some like, side quest, but it's like, oh no, you stood on my glasses, I think, maybe. Let's fight! To be honest, that <laughs> doesn't want to sound like Scarborough. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. It's like, uh, 
Oh no, some businessmen might be Yakuza members. Oh no, you are in a suit. Let's fight. <laughs> That's all the reason I need. Somebody's in a suit. <laughs> and then you're walking down the road, and then it's like some thugs are like, "Oh, look at you! Yeah, let's fight." Oh well, okay then. <laughs> I like the theory that that you always get in so many fights because he's seen as like a hazing ritual for people. And it's like <laughs> if you can take him on, then you're all right. <laughs> so, it's like, it's like, man, okay. I've got to carry this person from here to here. Turn around, and go, let's fight! Fuck off. <laughs> Just oh, fuck so off for five minutes. <laughs> it's it's the funny thing about that is that like in Yakuza Zero, it's just the introduction of Majima is just like the complete opposite of that. It's like how not to have a fight. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Uh, by does. the way, him as well. Yes, I, I, I've not seen him for a while, but it's like, okay, <laughs> I, I beat your ass, yeah. And he runs off, and then a couple of yeah, you know, a couple of missions later, it's like walk around the corner. It's like, let's fight again. Oh, okay then, and I beat him. Everywhere. Then I went around the corner, and he's like, aha, I'm here. Let's fight. I just fought you literally a second ago, and then I went and <laughs> met him, and he's dressed as someone else. It's like. I dress up like this because otherwise you won't fight me. I'm like, won't fight you. <laughs> You're not going to give me a choice, I'll fight you. <laughs> the last two times I didn't have a choice. We fought multiple times on the way here. And you're telling me you dressed up like this so you will fight me because that's the only reason I'll fight you. We, we fought. He, he is the Vegeta to Kazuma's Goku. He's just like, I'm going to have a pop at you every chance I get. But eventually we'll be friends for some reason. So, so basically what you're saying, Ben, is that this is game of the century. I like yeah. it, but I'm just sort of like, let me at least go eat something. <laughs> no time. I was trying to admit, I, got, I, I went to the uh, circuit thing. With the little yeah. cups. You know that what you yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, maybe I'll go heal now first. Left that and I got attacked five times going around the corner. <laughs> uh, like, they they should release the next Yakuza, Yakuza seven, whenever that comes out, with the ability to turn off combat and just story mode. I That's would, it. That would I, be I, I just boring. want to lower combat. It needs to don't turn it off. It just needs to lower it a little bit. What do you mean it'll be boring? It'll be like a simulator, a life simulator. Oh, let's go do karaoke. That sounds awesome. more fun to me. I've never done karaoke once in my entire life. Oh yeah, because and, Tim, in real life, you go around corners and then someone was like, "Tim, that's your wife on the floor. Let's fight." Honestly, God, <laughs> honestly, God, Ben. In my twenties, around where I live, that was pretty much every weekend. It's like you go five yards. Hey, I want to punch you in the face. Why? Don't know. It's like <laughs> you're an Arsenal fan. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I didn't know you lived in Glasgow. <coughs> no, complete opposite. Sorry, Tim. I thought maybe you lived in Jonto or something. <laughs> oh no, yeah. you're five pounds short. Let's fight. <laughs> Uh, I love yeah. how every time I say let's fight, I bring my fist out. It's like, what? Why am I doing this? They can't see it. <laughs> it's instinct, <laughs> dude. Yeah. 
Oh, hey, it's, it's making you prepared for the apocalypse when you're going to have to fight for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Opportunity to do karaoke. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of mini games like karaoke. I found out it has bowling and basket, uh, what's good, baseball. Yeah, just grand. I was disappointed with the bowling, though, because you don't get any rewards. But, you know, there's, there's a few games, I think, with good bowling stuff in them. So just... You know, because all the other ones give you some rewards, so it would have been cool if I got something. Yeah, but, it, you know, Kiwami is obviously a, a remake of the original Yakuza. Imagine if they got... A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if yeah. they got a bowling pin as a weapon, as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're light and durable man you can beat the hell out of people with those. I'm oh. sure there's a trophy you get Ben so I've got a fish <laughs> as a weapon you had me a trophy I have, for some reason <laughs> when I went to see this guy that dressed like a clown he's like oh by the way we have some DLC for you but like, okay and one of them was a fit swordfish that shoots bullets let's shoot Isn't that <laughs> I don't know why I have this swordfish that shoots bullets, but... Well, you shouldn't be so ignorant of Japanese culture. Everyone is supposed <laughs> to walk around with a swordfish that shoots bullets. But the thing is, I used all the bullets, and now I can't buy any bullets, so... <coughs> and I'll just have to prod them with the swordfish. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be no, fair, it does more damage than you. punching. If you're walking around poking people with a swordfish, no wonder they're trying to fight you. <laughs> Uh, but so far I've been really enjoying it Uh, so if it wasn't for the the, um, fighting I would probably oh and the iron system I'm sure the future games are improved but I hate that I have to pause the game to heal yeah it's um, it's its very own eccentric self in a lot of ways which is most of why it's great as a series you know it's like but uh, yeah I would yeah. I would give it a seven. Seven. Yeah, I, I could be fair in that one with Kwame just because you know, it's essentially the From first game. From what I've seen so far, that's you know, mm. I think story wise, zero just you know, is much. I can't better. remember what my story is so far in Kwame. <laughs> I just saved the dog. <laughs> that's all you need to do, Ben. That's all Save I can, the and then I've got food. And now all I care about is that dog. <laughs> They're going to take the dog away from you, man. That's the I whole point of the story. Them for it. <laughs> they take the dog and you go on a revenge spree. I would, that would be, then it's the John would, Wick, but Yakuza. Yeah, but then the game would go from 7 to 10. Because I'll have a proper motive for fighting everyone I see. <laughs> oh, that's a cute puppy. Let's fight! <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to give you back your wallet. <laughs> of all the Yakuza games I played, which was up to four, um, I think two has my favorite story. But yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about buying Yakuza six. So, well, I I know we can at least say that two of us here are playing Yakuza six, yeah. but uh, not can't say a lot about it obviously because no, you know, I don't care about I don't even care about playing it straight away. It's just the fact that Yakuza six, the digital collector edition is fifty three pounds, hmm. and the, uh, comes with Yakuza zero. Yeah, which is a great introduction to the series. And as Yakuza zero is forty pounds anyway, 
they're so good at making their games uh, competitively priced. I'm not going to lie, dude. Every time I looked at them, even before I even started playing them, I was like, man, man. Well, yeah, man, that's why I got Kiwami, because it this. was £11 for the, cl- for the sale. It's a lot of pounds. Not a lot of pounds. Sega did well said it last year, you know, then we were talking before this, um, the uh, overall Metacritic scores per publisher last year, Sega yeah. were up to third, which is you know, partly because of the games like Yakuza. It's because they went up to Metacritic and went, let's fight! <laughs> I mean, they don't even include like the fact that they've got Atlas, which, you know, obviously it would have given them Persona and things like that. but uh, uh, And I also love that when it just, like, pops up with like a name for the, the person you're fighting, it's like, you're a fighting menacing man! <laughs> just, reminds me, just reminds me that Zero was the, the, the erection man. Just... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, hang on, what? What? Oh, you're me if you've not seen him yet. <laughs> I have not. Is, I would remember something like this. Oh, yeah. Where's well, this... Uh... I don't know where he turns up. He just turns up. Yeah, but it's I like, you know, it's just like, no, just not just a random fight, but they all have, like, categories. Yeah. It's like, you're fine, scared man. Oh, okay. It's fantastic. Fugs. Together they make Yakuza's. Like, uh, six now has an advantage because it has beat Takeshi in it, which is you know, big time, you know, to have him in a, a Yakuza game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy there. Uh, and I'm not that good at the karaoke because I get distracted easily by the pictures in the background. They should make you sing the karaoke. That's, a, that's how it should work. Button presses just don't do it justice. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> What's common, what is exactly common knowledge about Six? Uh, I guess my question is, is directed toward mini games right now. Well, pathetically speaking. Well, we know what we can talk about, for instance, say, um, because we have published uh, a couple of things on it on PSU, such as uh, the fact that you can play Poyo Poyo and uh, Virtual Fighter 5. In, Wait, the yeah. whole Virtual Fighter 5? The arcade version. So it's basically the that, arcade game. That is such a tantalizing thing, because Virtual Fighter 5 was honestly the last fighter I've enjoyed. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed. It, I mean, it's not my favorite uh, Virtual Fighter, but it's still very good. <laughs> It's uh wait, they have the brand new Puyo Puyo Tetris? No, it's just Puyo Puyo. But oh. it is aesthetically speaking, it looks exactly like that game, you know, Puyo oh, Puyo well. Tetris. Do they still have all the old Sega arcade games there too? Oh, uh, cuz it's a more modern setting. It's uh, obviously got more modern games in it. So it's Damn like, it. So wait. The, the two. Do the other ones have few more games in cuz right now this one only has the weird porno Rock, paper, scissors. Whoa, whoa, that's all you need? <laughs> <laughs> what is this complaining, Ben? I never want no, to hear I, this. I, I'm yeah. not complaining about that. I'm just saying about any has that and the grabby thingy. Like, wow. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't need anything else. Let's the put those two games. The rock, paper, scissors game. <laughs> the UFO catcher and the porn game. Gary's yeah, that's for kids. Up. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Six has its uh, live webcam stripping mini game, which is uh, okay. we've yeah. reported. And, yeah, it's um. Yeah, but does it have porn t- trading card games for kids? <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered the fact. What do you live to... in? Uh, you're... I think no, you're no, playing no. a different game. 
have you come up to the bit in Yakuza Zero anyone that where you know, like a kid asks you to buy porn for him and the whole mission is just you trying not to get seen buying porn. <laughs> it's like it's just like from a vending machine. <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck? And you, I've definitely been playing the right Yakuza game. I'm yeah, talking this... about the trading cards where you they like wrestle and stuff, but in bikinis. I'm just saying every Yakuza game has something like that in it. It's just like <laughs> Man, this is the time to be alive. Honestly, because like, I'm really actually ashamed. Now, in hindsight, I'm super ashamed that I never played the Yakuza games before. But this is the perfect time to get in it. Because right now, with my Now subscription, I will have access to basically 0 through 6 with only missing Kiwami 2. And 3. Like, 3 is on Now. Yeah, 3 is on Now. Is it? Yeah. Four and five on now. Four and five. I didn't know three was on there. Yeah, yeah dude. They added, um, that when they added um, four. four. Five oh, was and then plus added. as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So, which I like that what five does with some of the story stuff, but it's just so fucking long winded at the beginning of that game. It's just a shame, but you know why at the same time. It's like that's I don't know. I, I from. What I've played of Yakuza Six, which I think is probably about as much as you, Tim, is, is the beginning bit. It's like it's um, yeah, it goes Hashtag. in deep, straight up. So, Hashtag so yeah, uh, so far enjoying it. Look at that. We talked a lot about Yakuza. That's a... Spoiler alert: Kazuma's in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it. Oh my god! How yeah, you spoil it for me. I mean, and he has a, a skinhead at one point. Which is like odd when you always see him with his spiky, spiky hair. Yeah, I saw him like, who is this guy? <laughs> and he's like, oh, hang on. When did Tom Brady cut his hair? <laughs> <laughs> but his hair gives him his super strength. Why <coughs> people want to fight him because his hair is so dank? <laughs> God, could you imagine if you had to play that section? Yeah, the section they don't show you, you know, of his life at that point. It's like it's just been every walking step would have been a fight. That would honestly make sense, though. Yes, yeah, it's like, like, it's, like hey, it's that guy that put us all in here. It's like, let's all kill him. So, yeah, just ten hours of needlessly having to fight everyone. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes. It would be kind of cool, like, if they wanted to use that as, like, a, a refresh course for people who were just starting at sick. They're like, you did this to me then, blah, 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 let's fight. Yeah, yeah, it would be a bad idea. But, um, yeah, so that was that was Yakuza. Um, Gary, uh, yeah. what about you? Anything stick out for you in recent times, other than Far Cry? Obviously, you've had that. Uh, um, not really. I mean, I played Sword Art Online: Fatal Bullet. Uh, I reviewed that game. Uh, enjoyed it. I think it's the best Sword Art Online game yet. Which isn't uh, saying much. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it isn't saying too much, but um, it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction for the franchise. Sure. Um, yeah. They changed developers, uh, which is a good thing. They went with Dips, or Dimps, who worked on the Dragon Ball games for a very long time Way. for them. Yeah. Um, I think the last one they did... What was the last one they did, Ben? Was it... Uh, Tenkaichi 3? Or was it the I first think... Xenoverse? Oh, I thought Xenoverse... Give me a second while you do that. I'll research it. Okay, yeah, so uh, changing developers helped. Um, 
the shooting mechanics, because uh, it is now a shooter, because they went to a different MMO game in the virtual world, uh, Gun Gale Online is what it's called. Um, shooting mechanics are actually pretty good. It has one of the best auto yeah, aim. Yeah, they, they, they did Xenoverse. I did Xenoverse 2. Oh, there you go, Xenoverse 2. Um, very recent game, so... Yeah. Yeah, one of the best uh, auto-aim assists I've seen in a very long time. Uh, I think Tim likes it very much as well, from what he's told me. I concur. It's very cool, uh, because basically it gives you this little square in the screen, right? Not little, but, you know, a decent-sized square HUD reticle on the screen. And if you have it aimed at something, it'll shoot at it. And, like, there are advantages and disadvantages to it, but when it gets crazy, that's convenient. Yeah, and... And the cool thing is you can turn it off by simply placing up on the D-pad so yep. it doesn't do- use it. So that's really cool. Um, story-wise, it takes way too long to get going. Oh, uh, my God. Like, way too long. Like, there's a lot of dialogue in the game, and it's a lot of pointless dialogue, I think, um, which is a problem that's plagued the franchise for a while now. Uh, almost every game, they kind of have to recap for, like, the first three hours, what happened in the Sword Art Online universe. It's like, if I'm going into this game, I'm probably a fan. Um, So I know (laughs) what the hell happened. I don't need you to recap this shit for me again. But yeah, they spend so long talking about needless things. um, and And they do it throughout the game. It's very, very irritating. But when you do actually get to play, it is quite fun. It's semi open world. Uh, so you get to explore like the outside world pretty well. Um, there's like hidden treasure chests to find. Um, there's hunt quests you can do, hunting down certain enemies. Uh, they simulated PvP in it as well, which is pretty cool. So you'll encounter like um, other players who will attack you as well. You can also hunt down troublemakers. Uh, so there's like a quest giver who has bounties on other players. So you can grab the bounty and like go hunt them down, uh, which is fun. Then there's the dungeons. Uh, so each open area has a few dungeons in it. The problem with the dungeons is they're boring as hell to look at. They're mostly all like factory settings, and they don't really do much, whereas the outside worlds actually have more detail to them, and they're a lot more fun to explore than, than the dungeons, unfortunately. But, yeah, I wish the game would explain things a little better and the skill system isn't the best. It kind of favors some weapon choices over others, I feel. But it still allows you to really play how you want to play that game, uh, which is really cool. Uh, I know I played it a lot while talking to Tim, so he knows how many weapon choices I've gone through already. (laughs) Um, 30,000. Yeah, but... (laughs) But it's fun. It, it, it's a fun game. If you're into Sword Art Online uh, and you're hoping for the next best Sword Art game, this is definitely the best one out there so far. So, But it's not going it, to... It's still a game for fans. I don't think it's a game for people who aren't fans of Sword Art Online. Um, and it's not really going to change their minds about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Um, I suppose this leaves me. Um, I was going to talk about Metal Gear Survive, but then I remembered... I played past Cure this week, so I had to talk about that instead. Because, oh my god, it's a fucking awful game. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what game? 
past Kier. Uh, we, we, um, the hell was that? that? Um, do you remember it's the week? a little indie title. It's an indie title where they're, they're going, trying to look like a bigger title, basically. Uh, I think well, we talked about it earlier in the week, actually. I was sort of um, messaging on Slack about me playing it and how rubbish it is. Um, basically, it's a small company have made a game that looks... They, they say their their um, inspiration is Inception uh, as an idea. So it, it's kind of evil within e in, in a way that it's... Well, it's supposed to be. But fucking by Christ, they've bitten off more than they can chew by... <laughs> That's fair to say. It looks um, like Evil Within tried to have a baby with Heavy Rain, and yeah. then Heavy Rain's baby tried to then mate with Evil Within again, and I then this what, was born. I tell you what, that was weird. Guy's, guy's house, practically <laughs> speaking, is really nice in the game, but instantly I saw it and I was like, "This is like something that like David Cage looked at this house and said, fuck off. I don't want this in my game.'" <laughs> It's just it. It has that weirdly European vibe, but yeah, uh, I kind of liked the house. But yeah, it's clearly not practical in a lot of ways. Um, it opens with this, like as I said, very evil within esque. Oh, I'm in a mindscape and uh, having to fight the demons in my mind. The demons in mind are basically slightly animated mannequins that come out of doors, like it's a fucking shooting range you know wait, it's like... wait 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 i didn't know you were playing devil may cry one <laughs> hey hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh you will not distract me from this um yeah basically he this guy's going mad and you know, he has to take medicine to make him better i mean because they, he lives they, in this awesome house by yeah. himself <laughs> they did experiments <laughs> on him basically and he's he's got problems and i don't in know a nice house yeah, apparently, and a nice house. Just... They compensated him, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hey, have a nice house. Nice. You will constantly see things unless you take these pills. So, but there's uh, that. Um... Oh, what was it? Yeah, my favorite bit early on was like literally press down to refill your sanity. That that, that was one. Of the things. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> it's like, hang on, my sanity's a bit low at the minute. I just need to. Turn it off. <laughs> Press F and like It was followed by a phone conversation between the protagonist and the character. It's just literally like someone read the plot uh, in rather than having an actual conversation. It's like, hey, do you remember that time where this thing happened and then 20 other things happened and they go into extreme detail about these other things that happened that don't really have any relevance to what we're talking about, but will have to be a part of the story later. Yeah, I do. It was a great time. So it's just... Bad, bad dialogue. I, I was I was watching some of Jim Sterling's video because he did a video on it, and he did a he he bit of, did a uh, part of the game where he's like supposed to be choking. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm choking. The pain it hurts so much. Oh no, how will I stop <laughs> this?" Yeah, just like, like just oh man, it I, I looks like if here. I don't move this, if I move this, then I will choke. It hurts. Yeah. The quisition. It's just uh, moments like that where you just you can't take it seriously at all, and it's just like it wants to be taken seriously so badly. And the idea is really good in the sense of oh, you know, you're trying, you know, 
you've seen it in games like Eternal Darkness or Dead Space or even Evil Win, you know, seeing the mindscape and things going slightly awry because of it. But it's just like the most boring dream you could have, I think. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if going insane is literally seeing slightly chalky mannequin men that you get to shoot like you're at the fucking fairground, it's not really you going insane. I just think you work at a fairground and you got bored. It's it's an odd game. It's very janky as well. Uh, so it kind of makes you pity the developer just because it's like clearly they had big ambitions for this to be something great, but clearly did not have the budget or the know-how. Uh, the bullet time in there, it's very Max Payne as well in a lot of ways, and, but a really bad Max Payne. <laughs> it ah oh, just it tries to take so much from so many games and it doesn't do any of it right. Just nothing. And just I I am thoroughly entertained by how bad it is. It's just ah, you can't have a game be be like movies where you know it's so shit that you can find entertainment value out of it in the, by joking and laughing together because someone has to play it, you know, and that in itself is not pleasant most of the time. Uh, yeah, but it is still somewhat through the misery you're there going you're almost laughing it's okay i can't believe i'm playing this shit right <laughs> i'm gonna keep playing this shit because i want to see if it gets any worse uh and it does it really does it just it never makes sense story-wise as well this whole inception-esque story that they've got going never goes anywhere it's just there's no coherence to the plot oh man it's beautiful in how awful it is it's just yeah and the ai it doesn't exist <laughs> to be quite frank it, it's again why i said it's very much like pop-up targets they just they just appear i'm not joking in that first scene it's like four doors will shut they will all flash and then one will flash red and that's the door that the enemy will come out of and they will literally <laughs> just walk slowly out the door and you shoot them then it does it again and it did it that was that was the opening segment that's so what you're saying it's time crisis yeah but again a bad version time crisis because <laughs> you've got to try and use the wonky shooting and aim oh it's just they decided that was the way they wanted to start their game this is our epic opening sequence just like no impetus no emotion no tension to it it's just pick a door any door this door bang you win the prize you know it's just six or seven times you you are a winner and then you wake up in your house and everything's not okay, but okay. Oh, it's just... You wake up and you're asleep all along. Yeah, and the guy, the protagonist's face, his whole head, in fact, is slightly off-centre from his neck. And it's really, really, really <laughs> off-putting. Because you can always, no matter what angle you look at, it's like, no, your head shouldn't be like that. It doesn't make sense. It's like, you're the protagonist and your head is worse than any other character in this game. What is going on? It's like... I had to look up if it was like anyone that, like mo-capped it or something who had a head like that. No, it's just weird way it happened. Ah, oh, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I have Jeff, one question to ask you about. Yeah, go, go. yeah, go for it. You mentioned that David Cage would throw this house away. Are you saying that David Cage doesn't like European houses? <laughs> well, it's probably a little too. LA, but it was designed by a German studio. You know what I mean? It's that same David Cage trying to do America, but it be still being very European. And it's like that, but a knockoff version of that. It's like, 
A knockoff, a knockoff, oh, wow. Man. It's done by a German studio. It's a good thing yeah. we didn't review it. We did. Oh, well, I'm going to review it. <laughs> <laughs> I just get, re- get ready for some Ewix. Oh, God, and they're following me. Oh, and you know, the thing is, I can say, well, actually, I paid to play this, so I have every right to give whatever score I want. Uh, I would give it seven. I I honestly miss playing games this bad because it's just it's entertaining to actually rip into something and feel very little guilt for it. The whole time you're feeling awful, you're just like, yes, (laughs) feed me more. (laughs) Well, you know, I I like trashy horror as it is, and you know that so the standards when it comes to entertainment aren't high. So I don't mind playing a really shit game if the reason it is shit is just because they tried something and it's really, really not worked. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it's obviously not the worst thing I've played. <coughs> definitely worse, but it's still very bad. I, my, yeah, my opinions are very much up and down on whatever people think at the minute with games. Um, as I was saying, with, you know, I quite liked Metal Gear Survive. I quite liked Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, both games that got in the low 60s. Uh, this game, 37, I think, is uh, past cure, is probably slightly too generous, I think. Um, but, you know, you, you can understand why. Not, some people might feel sorry for them and give them a score. Um, but then there was that it was other so game. good in trailers, though. It's not, yeah, but this is it. It's not. It's, it's just... Well, whoever made those trailers should get an award because he made shit look good. <laughs> yeah, playing it is a whole different kettle of fish. Oh, man. I suppose if I, I want to mention one more game just because, again, it was not a good game, but uh, it, I guess rated slightly higher than that. Uh, it's The Station, which is basically like a, a puzzle adventure game in space. You, you go to a space station where... Space. Supposedly, you were, this team was supposed to make contact with an alien race that just happened to appear during some war, and they've all disappeared. And you're uh, you're there to try and find out what's gone on. And to me, you know, as a concept, that sounds great. A space station, love it. You know, a mystery in that space station, even better. It's made by people who made stuff like Bioshock, and it's like, okay, cool, okay, that's fine. Let's play this. It's just nothing happens. It's the most dull sci-fi game you could make it's just the alien aspect of it you know it's like it should be a great wonder that we've just found alien life out here and it's like yeah it doesn't really play a part it's just it is literally you're reading emails of people who are working together like no overarching drama beyond that it's just like oh this guy didn't take the trash out i ate him sort of thing and like and memos to that accord I, I just kept waiting for it to go somewhere. Like it was all like, okay, you're trying to get me to care about these characters. That's wonderful. I get that. And then you're going to hit me with some big final twist to reveal. Now nah, it, it just kind of ended out of nowhere and unsatisfyingly. <laughs> and okay. I, so an yeah, entire so- team was wiped out, but you, a sole person was sent in to find out what happened. Mm, yeah. That's, yeah. That's good thinking. Oh, of course. Clever yeah. girl. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's got like uh, an overall rating of like 66. Wanted to fire or something. <laughs> I, I gave it like 
four out of ten, and it just, I just found it hardly dissatisfying. Much like I did with a Kerbal Space Program, I think, which I reviewed recently. But that was more to do with it's a good game, but the port job of it is fucking shocking. Uh, so yeah, that that was a, a bad one. But yeah, there's me. I like the games everyone hates this week at the minute. <laughs> Not the one. Um, You're the anti Gary. And the anti. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I always a bad guy here. <laughs> I said what I need to say about my guess five last week. I think it's just like I just it keeps surprising me. Keeps adding. It isn't just the zombies. There's more stuff to it. You know, the, the the survival stuff gets better the further you get in. I wish there was more. To the co-op side of things, it's very limited. I, I really well, did think DLC it, co-op isn't it coming out? Sure, but by that time, <laughs> how many people are going to be playing the game? It's, it's I mean, just it's, yeah, it's soon, isn't it? Though, so yeah, well, like I said, <laughs> it didn't start well. Obviously, when it came out, um, I think it's I'll be surprised if the people that are playing it now will still be playing it. Eighty-five percent less than uh, Metal Gear Rising at launch. Is, I know retail is obviously not so dominant then, you know, digital sales, uh, uh, sorry, now, because uh, digital sales are you know, a big part of that, but nah, it, it was doing bad in a lot of ways, which is a shame. But no, it's no, it's a, not a great Metal Gear game. In fact, it, it's, it has stuff from Metal Gear, and that's great, but it is very much leaning to its survival side. and. Oh. If you don't like that kind of thing, yeah, it's just going to annoy the fuck out of you. And I must say, even though I'm being a curmudgeon about the game, I'm still blindly curious about it. Yeah, it's, this is it. It's it's nothing like I expected, good and bad. Um, because, like I said, I expected to be more co-op-focused because they were talking about, oh, it's online only and all this. It's like, oh, okay, so you've got to do a lot of stuff together. You can have drop-in, drop-out co-op. It's like, no, none of that. Which disappointed me because that's I thought it would be like that, like Fortnite in, in uh, the sense that you could just have people just come in and help you do these missions at any time. But no, it's. But at the same time, I like the very horror esque vibe that the early hours give you, where you are literally just scraping your way through. And yeah, it's fantastic in that regard. But it, it takes a while to get going. It really does. It's like. And like I said, early frustrations nearly made me think, oh, God, this is exactly as bad as uh, it was supposed to be. Oh, God. But no, it, it's there. It is a pale imitation of a Metal Gear game in a lot of ways. Like, even, like, story stuff is like, yeah, this is what Kojima would do if he would half ass it, you know. No, Gary, not the end of Phantom Pain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Still not that so, good. So it's better. <laughs> the difference here is that everything's more immediate than the Phantom Pain. You know, it's like you don't leave really in the same way there, like because you know your base is on the map, so you, know, you can just teleport between certain places when you unlock them and stuff. But yeah, it's I can't complain about a lot of it. It's been great fun, to be honest. I, I've been compelled to play it, which is not always the easiest thing to do with games. With games when you're reviewing them, it's like you do them up to the point, you do your review. You maybe don't touch it again for a while. It's like, especially for say like this, which is like, is a seven out of ten game. It still 
does enough that I'm compe- compelled by it. But then, like I said last week, I'm a sucker for survival games. Uh, hence why, you know, I don't think there's been a week I haven't played Fortnite in some way, shape or form, even with before Battle Royale uh, since it came out. Yeah, there's uh, all the Metal Gear stuff I need to tell you uh, this week. It's... I, I was surprised the comments on the review so far are all like, yeah, okay, yeah, we agree. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a very Metal Gear game. Good survival game. People didn't give it a chance. So, yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it's Konami's fault that nobody gave it a chance, but uh, you know, it, it, it's a shame. It, uh, it's definitely better than some of the spin-offs that have happened. So that's for sure. Right. Not better than <laughs> Easily. <laughs> 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 ah, so yeah I, I think we'll be ending it there guys uh, it's the other business section obviously now so Tim how do people find you and things you do outside of this podcast well my window is usually open so they can find me that way the other decent way where you don't have to actually leave your house and find where I live is to go online and you can pretty much find me anywhere as at Timberelli except for PSN, which is Lost Snake. Lost Snake. One word. Fantastic. Gary, what about you? When you aren't joining cults, what are you out doing? How do <laughs> I'm starting them. You're starting? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow my greatness at Gagaush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that's also <laughs> he's indoctrinated <laughs> uh, slowly but surely he's being taken over by the cult of Gary <laughs> uh, I, no the cult of Bagdazara would be much more catchy I think so it sounds legit uh, right Ben what about you you usually have a few things to say at this point uh, you can catch me at, uh, well, I want to shout out to Klaus Nightbringer, uh, Phoenix Down. We recently did a Fantasy fourteen podcast on glitches in Final Fantasy games. So go check that's out like, Phoenix Down Radio. It's live now. That's like the, the zenith of everything you do. I know. It? <laughs> it was like, oh my God, that's like everything I can. Uh, basically, because there was a big major glitch, well, exploit that someone had found recently in fourteen. Yeah. Uh, there's a. Basically, it's a uh, squadrons where you can take AI uh, characters in dungeons with you. But to help you out, because the AI isn't that good, instead of your normal limit break, you get a limit break called Ungamax, which increases all the damage of all your party members, including the AI. But someone found out that if you made a macro that did backslash AC Ungamax, you could use it outside of squadron dungeons in content where you're not supposed to use it. And considering the fact that it buffed everyone by 50% in every stat, it made certain things a little bit broken. Um, they've recently responded to... Well, you can listen to how all of this in Phoenix Down Radio. Basically, they fixed it recently because of how broken it was. Look, yeah, exactly. that's Square Enix phoning us up for talking about too much. That's uh, Gary's cult line. <laughs> Where Enix is calling, hey, can we get in on that? <laughs> one, two, one, Gary, cool. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can 
uh, yeah, check out Klaus, uh, Luna, and Sarah at Phoenix Down Radio. Involved Mail, aka Girlfriend's favorite stream at twitch.tv slash Involved Mail. And uh, shout out to everyone on Twitter that follows me. Hello. And, oh, I plan to do a stream next week. Not this coming week, but next week. So you'll find out more next Unchained. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, yes, I, as ever, will give my shout-outs to everyone that you've all shouted out, even if I don't know them. Why not? Um, a shout-out to Alfonso. We miss him. Of course. Oh, he's not long said that, in fact. That he, he hopes we have a good podcast, which is... A... I need Fonzie back. Uh, we, we ain't got him now. What if I leave and we replace me with Fonzie? No. Oh. <laughs> I want everybody. He wants everybody. There's no we cult. need the four caballeros. Because there are four of them, I guess. Yeah. Four Musketeers. The four. There's a movie. The four Musketeers. <laughs> Remember when the guy who did the Resident Evil movies did a Musketeers movie and it wasn't any good? Oh, man. Those were the days. Those when were... he did those Resident Evil movies and those weren't really good? When he did every one but all of his movies but one were not good. <laughs> uh, Jesus, that man. Hate crime. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, me, you can catch me obviously on PSU. I write stuff there a lot at the minute. Um, I also have written stuff recently for Bloody Disgusting, the, the horror site, uh, video game stuff there too, including uh, Resident Evil thing as I was talking about, uh, about how they can fix that damn movie universe now that those fuckers are out of it. Um, also, I did a thing on Unsung Indie Horror which apparently I was told one of the games I picked isn't technically a horror, which is not because horror doesn't just have to be scary monsters. It can also be the fact that you don't want the people around you to die. That is kind of horrific, you know. Or so, looking in the mirror and getting scared. Yeah. You don't have a movie about your life yet. <laughs> Brilliant. I hate, you, I hate you. Why would you do this? Uh, fantastic. Uh, and yes, you can find all that for me at Nesco, N-E-W-C-K-O, on Twitter. That wraps it up for this week. It's been a rather pleasant podcast. Yes, I like that. Uh, join us next week when we'll talk about stuff and things. I don't know what ones, but we'll do that. I'm sure we'll have a subject. Uh, until then, we have been the Unchained Gang, or the Cult of Unchained, I suppose we are. Is that what we are now? One <laughs> of us! One of us! Community. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm going to end this. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> this is going to be the worst ending ever, and everyone's going to hate it. I'm going to do it. Are you going to end it by having three different choices of light? No, right, I'm going to go. If I don't see you for a week, it's because of the suicide pact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad.